I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. It is sadly the end of Japanuary. We have reached Aww. our final episode for Japanuary. And with that, we are looking at Stardom. A, in terms of wrestling, relatively new promotion still. Yeah, I mean, it's only a little over a decade old at yeah. this point. But, you know, it's become a, a real feeder system for... A lot of the women we see in promotions all over the world at this point. It's true. The amount of like alumni on the Stardom website that you have seen in other companies—it's impressive. There's a lot. Like, it's... I would say there's certain ones that are more prominent, including the one that we're talking about today. Yeah, but then they've also had tons of like notable guests, like pretty much anyone who's been working who. You think, oh, they, they've done a stint in Japan. It's been in stardom, probably. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's tough for, especially for, for women uh, in wrestling, because th- there weren't really that many options, even even at that point in the, the early to mid-2010s. So, you know, you get someone that, let, you know, let's just bring up a random indie person. I don't know, J- Jamie Hayter or like yeah. Blair Davenport or... If you want to bring up an even older uh, competitor, I don't know, maybe like a Shayna Baszler, uh, Nikki Storm, a Tony, yeah, a Tony Storm. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's one of those deals where like, uh, you know, there's just there's not that many places to go, uh, and Stardom being an all women's promotion, it just made sense that you know whenever they'd bring over a Gaijin, you'd really want to get your foot in the door there, especially because there's a lot of eyes on Stardom because it's. Also, just really high quality wrestling, and that's where Mercedes Monet, aka Sasha Banks, will be plying her trade for the next little bit. Javier's doing the Sasha Banks dance right now. You can't see it because we're still not a video podcast because that involves editing video, and I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, and we never will be. Let's be honest. No. We we have too many retakes. So this week we're talking about Io Shirai. Also known to you now as EO Sky, which was the most confusing and unnecessary rebrand of the last couple of years. It's the, it's the first name that really bothers me about it. Like, if you want to name her EO Sky, you know what? Fine. Whatever. You know, it's 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 probably easier to say, I guess. It'll stick a little more with the mainstream audience. Yeah. Uh, but did you need to change the first name to add the Y in there? Was that necessary? No. You really didn't. I also don't like that it essentially sounds like a game of telephone. Like somebody said Eo Shirai to somebody and then they turned to somebody else and were like Eo Sky. And by the end, it just becomes something entirely unintelligible. It's become like Captain Underpants. Did, like, you ever did, play, get here? did you ever play that game in school where you did like the telephone? Yeah. Game? There was always one kid who would just fuck it up on purpose. 
It was like, me. I was that kid. You would be that kid. Where like the thing is like, I brought some uh, some snacks from home, and then you turn to your friend, and you're like purple underwear on your face, <laughs> and then he's like, "There's no, no way that's like, it." I was always uh, very like maniacal with it. I would never like switch it so much that it was obvious. Oh. Let's just say it'd be like uh, green apples are good. I'd be like. <laughs> Blood oranges are stellar. Oh, so, you're, so you commit to being a shithead, but not fully commit. Yeah, you're it's like, like in there, like, yeah. where like someone else is definitely gonna fuck this up because there's no way that a bunch of like first graders are gonna be like, blood orange are spectacular. <laughs> I mean, blood oranges are pretty good. All right. Yeah. Io Shirai started in 2007 alongside her older sister, Mio Shirai. In, uh, oh. They didn't start necessarily when they started. They started as freelancers. When she started, Io Shirai was 16 years old. In 2010, she formed a stable. It was her, her sister, and Kana. Who's Kana, Javier? For those who don't know who Kana is, Kana is Asuka. Yeah. They would be the uh, stable Triple Tails, which is a great name. Don't know what it means. I'm, I'm invested already. Do not they, care. Very successful as a tag team. And then in 2012, EO announced that she was leaving. This is no shield breakup here. Just EO's like, no, I'm going to focus on single stuff. She truly is the Beyonce of any group she's in. Good for EO. Well, <laughs> I mean, Asuka's there too. Asuka's there too. So I don't think, I don't think uh, Beyonce in this reference is, is the best of examples because Asuka ain't no Michelle Williams. I'll well, tell you that. Well, she could be Kelly Rowland, but we know who the she Michelle is. Neither. And it's Mio. Eo uh, would go to Mexico. She worked in AAA. Starting in 2011, she started working in Stardom, which is, of course, our focus here. And our first match is from the Stardom Five Star uh, Grand Prix 2012. What exactly is that, Javier? Uh, the Five Star Grand Prix is essentially Stardom's G1 yeah. every year. Uh, it, there's it doesn't lead to you know like the the it's not really it's like a it's a round robin tournament champions are in there everyone's in there it's basically uh I don't know if the the scoring is exactly how it is in uh, in New Japan uh, if like the setup is the exact same but I I know it's just one of those round robin tournaments where you collect multiple wins and then eventually there's a final and someone wins it and they get a trophy. We love trophies. And I, I, we're, I'm going to talk about the championships in Stardom because I like them too. Our yes. opponent here for Yoshirai is Yuzuki Aikawa. Who is Yuzuki Aikawa? Yuzuki Aikawa, I believe, was the first ace of Stardom, if I, if I have that correctly. She was very much one of uh, the faces of that promotion, but it's very obvious, especially from the, you could tell in the first match, like this is a woman who is positioned at the very top of the card. And stardom at this point, 2012, only two years old, only formed in September of 2010. So no wonder, you know, you had to do freelancing because there was no stardom at this point. Yeah. What do you think of this match? This was good. Um, I thought it's very interesting. We have a couple of five-star Grand Prix matches on on this episode and every single one of them starts off with a pre-match promo where the two women are just like it's kind of just like a recruit tossing up a a video on their like huddle page 
we just like get interviewed and they're up against like a, a plain white wall just like talking super bland and serious like that's basically what both women do in every single one of these yeah they're very much like i respect my opponent i'm here to do good things i think by the last one that we see there's a little bit more spice to it where it's like every time that we match up uh you know people want to t- tune in like there's a little bit of sh- more showmanship in it but the first one's very much like i respect my opponent and i will do my best like it's like lance storm was giving them promo school he's like all right here are your notes say them the weird thing is though like especially with this is there's not much personality coming from eo in her pre-match promo but as soon as the match starts uh aikawa extends her hand out for a pre-match handshake and eo just slaps it away yeah she's like i i'm not here for this camaraderie shit we get a lot of shoves trading forearms early Aikawa with a bunch of forearms to the chest eo at one point does this beautiful like cartwheel dodge which yeah. EO's athleticism and her quickness is, I think, one of her greatest selling points. Her her just natural athleticism, bendiness, just ability to do a bunch of crazy, crisp-looking shit. Yeah. Uh, that it is, it's honestly second to none, male or female. Like I, I have seen Io Shirai do moves that I don't understand how she's able to like get it so clean-looking on yeah. the first try. Uh, there's one point where Io attempts a moonsault uh, uh, on the apron. She's like she's on the apron, she wants to moonsault off. Akawa just pulls her down by her ankles before she can actually do it. And Akawa goes up onto the apron and does one of the weirdest splashes I've ever seen in my life. She's yeah. <laughs> running off the apron, and instead of crossing her body, she just does like a corner splash. Yeah. It's, it's like she's leaping in for a hug. She's like, ah! I was like, that's that's. Weird. I will I say... Like Aikawa is a very small woman. She is built like Kyrie Sane, pretty much. Yeah. Like she is just not or Ky- Kyrie Hojo. She she's just not very big, but she's fucking vicious. That woman is stiff as hell. Her kicks, her chops, her forearms, her her punches, everything is stiff. She is five two. <laughs> yeah, she is a she short is woman. Tiny. She's a sure woman. Um, at one point, Io hits a handspring back elbow, uh, throws on a bulldog, and I'm immediately from the bulldog, slaps on a cross face, and I'm like, this woman. Yeah. Oh, man. Io, by the way, we should probably mention, is probably what? Like 2012, she would have been what? Uh, actually, no, 20. this is 2011. She would have been what? Like 20? Uh, no, this is uh, 2012. She was 22. Okay. Yeah, like Io started off super young, but it, like what is isn't probably discussed enough is just how good she was so early. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, she started off at sixteen, but by fucking 19, 18, 19, 20, she was this crisp performer, and, and you just see it evolve more and more. Uh, and she's like, she, man, it's just insane. Like this is a woman who now is like thirty one. Or whatever yeah. she is, and she's like still so good, and I just hate that she's getting wasted. But we will get more uh, <laughs> into that whole, later we'll on. That later. <laughs> also, he was only five, listed five one and a half. So like, I don't she, believe that she looks taller that. than Aikawa here. She does. Uh, so Aikawa gets to the ropes on the crossface, but Shirai then hits a six one nine, and Io yeah. Shirai has listed multiple times. Rey Mysterio is one of her biggest influences in wrestling. 
Yeah, her biggest, not even one of. He, yeah. he is her hero. Like the way John Cena is my hero, um, Rey Mysterio is Io Shirai's. Which explains why you uh, gave an FU to your boss the other day. That makes a lot oh, of sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And why you walk into the office every day battle rapping. Oh, for sure. I went into the office yesterday and I told people to uh, kiss these nuts about three different times. <laughs> So we get knees to the back of Aikawa while she's on the rope. Stomp as Shirai makes her way to the corner, which one of my favorite little bits that she does. If the her opponent is on the ground, as she makes her way to the corner, instead of going around, she just steps on whoever her opponent yeah. is. It's something she does in every one of these matches. And still, I love it. Still, she still does yeah, it. she still Great. does it. Moonsault by Aikawa gets the knees up. Fisherman suplex for a two. That was a nice fisherman suplex. Yeah, that shit looked fucking cool. Uh, another thing that's also really... Uh, noticeable with eo and like it's just something that is honestly really unique i feel like with her it's just how bendy she is she's very flexible so yeah. even it doesn't matter obviously it helps with your offense uh you know rob mandan made a damn career out of it <laughs> but what you see with her selling like that fisherman suplex the way she's able to contort herself uh in, in order to take it like it, she really looked like she was packed in there so that when she was landed uh it, it looked fucking cool because she was all fucking crumbled up, basically. Uh, yeah. And we see that in a lot of these matches, like, uh, you know, submissions that, that she's placed in. She's able to, like, people are just able to make it look uh, worse because EO is able to go that extra couple inches further because she's just that damn flexible. Yeah, we'll see that in a lot of these matches. Um, as we kind of go on further into the match... I kind of hit some vicious kicks to Shirai in the corner. They're mean. They're nasty. We get a huge head kick by Shirai. Both women go down. There's a, a reversal by Akawa that's essentially a stunner, which I really yeah. like, I didn't expect a stunner. And then a sp- fucking massive spinning head kick. Like it would be the end part of a an action sequence. And it's only a two yeah. count. My favorite part of the match uh, was at some point in that sequence that you just mentioned, there was a stun gun. Uh, for yeah. that, Io, Io was in the corner, um, and then uh, Aikawa came over and hit a stun gun, basically. And Io was just laying down on the apron, getting her hair pulled up by Aikawa. And then one of the the young girls comes over <laughs> with like a spray bottle and just sprays her on the neck a couple of times. There's a couple of that where she gets. It looks like she's getting sprayed with uh, like Lysol or like air freshener, yeah. and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I think it's just like the that like uh, that water that's like cold. It's like a coolant agent type deal, just to like okay. you know get you get you to freaking breathe easier or whatever. So you're not overheated or maybe you're like hydrated or whatever. I'm just gonna assume it's that shit Brandon Cutler has that he just it's fucking just, sprays at everyone. It's just Axe body spray. That's all it is. Uh, let's talk about the finish of the match. Uh, I kind of knocks uh, Shirai down. Does a top down kick, like just smacks her foot on the back yeah. of Shirai's head. Uh, then we get the finish, which is just a nasty head kick combo by Akawa. Yeah, spinning heel kick uh, followed by an axe kick, which is what I called it. It's just that north-south kick. Uh, and Eo is just down for the count. Honestly, I feel like most people would be down for the count because that fucking heel, spinning heel kick was vicious. Yeah, it really was. This is a good match. I wasn't expecting to try to win knowing that she was... You, know, you framed it in our uh, notes as uh, this is the stardom's ace and i'm like okay well if shirai's just joined stardom recently i don't think she's beating the ace in the in the in the gp you know what i mean 
<laughs> no, Io Io wouldn't have her moment until a little little later. Before we move on to the next match, I have to talk about something that happens in the interim. In May thirteenth or May twenty third, twenty twelve. I don't know if this is before or after this match. I'm going to assume it might have been before. Who cares? It happens in 2012. This is directly, I'm reading verbatim from Io Shirai's Wikipedia page. Okay? Uh, Io Shirai, by the way, her real name is Masami Odate. So when I say Odate, I mean Shirai. Okay? On May 23rd, 2012, Odate and Nosawa, who was her partner at the time, uh, were arrested at the Narita International Airport in Narita, Chiba upon their return from Mexico under suspicion of trying to smuggle 75 grams of marijuana hidden inside paintings of the two into the country, which is a hilarious supervillain style plot that you would in photos in paintings of yourself. Both of them said like they denied the charges. They were paintings. They were gifts from fans. Uh, Shirai was released from detention center. She held a press conference publicly apologizing to her fans, employees, coworkers, again denying the charges. She wrote, she knocks at her time and wants to work again, regain the trust of her peers and fans. June 28th, Japan's public prosecutors said they were not going to prosecute her over the incident. And then if, it wa- if you thought it would not get weirder, it does. On July 9th, Mexico-based Japanese wrestler Takuya Sugi held a press conference and confessed to planting the drugs on Shirai and Nasawa. According to him, he worked as a liaison between AAA and Japan who had a personal grudge with Nasawa. They had promised him a contract sent with AAA in exchange for the deed. So th- another wrestler planted drugs in these paintings because of Shirai's partner and her being the most popular of the two was the most fucked over by it. Isn't that an insane <laughs> sentence? Like, that's crazy. Io is no longer in a relationship with this individual. She is Correct. married to evil. Yeah. Japan pro wrestling. Evil. But the idea that of like, she has to go and do this press conference of like, I'm denying it. Like I'm standing my ground. I didn't do it. It was an, an honest mistake. I hope to regain the trust of my peers. And then some other guy in Mexico is like, yeah, I did it for a contract extension. What the Bro, fuck? Imagine you're like, <laughs> imagine you're yo in this case where you're just like <laughs> the innocent bystander that legitimately gets fucked. Um, knowing what Japan, what Japanese culture is like, and like you know, respect and honor is like obviously a big deal. And she just like her name just got fucking discredited in a major way. Like that must have fucking sucked. Yeah, awful, just awful. I felt like reading that. I felt so bad for her, but I also at no point did I know where that story was going to go. And then when you <laughs> read the end part, where it's like, oh, by the way, it was another guy doing it to get a contract extension. I'm like, how's AAA allowed to exist? If they're like, we'll give you a contract if you plant drugs on another wrestler. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> what are we doing here? Vince McMahon writing notes furiously somewhere. That's a great idea. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our next match. I love that. Damn it. Uh, it's, we're obviously still in stardom. It's July 2nd, 2016. And we see a familiar face from NXT. Who are we going up against this time? Uh, former NXT UK Women's Champion, Mako Satomura. Yes, we now know her, of course, for her very long NXT UK Women's Championship run. Like, yeah, I mean, she are, put on some of the best matches uh, that division that brand has ever seen. I mean, her and uh, Kaylee Ray were just going out there and putting bangers on her, and Blair Davenport had a couple uh, real good ones. It's just bangers upon bangers upon bangers. Uh, Mako, I mean. 
look, man, Mako has been all over. Wasn't she in like WCW at one point? She was. I, I remember them saying like she's had an, a long and illustrious career that I cannot wait to dive deep into at some point. That'll be very not exciting. today. EO is the World of Stardom champion at this point, which I believe is their world title, right? Yes. Uh, yes, that is. I, f- I don't remember what color that belt is, but it's the, the red belt is the mid-card one. I yeah. Believe. The person she won it from is Maiko Satomura. So she actually won it from her earlier in, actually late in 2015. She won the belt from her. Good for her. You had a pretty long reign too. I believe it goes through most of the year. Oh, this this is the red belt. This one's the red one. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. So the red belt's the main belt, and then the other belt is the Kyrie Hojo belt. <laughs> That's how I know it. Color, color coordination. Yeah, EO would hold it all the way into 2017. We'll talk about that later. Uh, handshake to start. Arm bar by Satomura early, but a nice basement dropkick by Shirai kind of gets her free. Mako throws on a, a single leg crab pretty early on here. Changes that into a bulldog choke, which anytime I see a bulldog choke, I'm just like, why is this not used more often? It's I know John really, Moxley's using it, but like, come on, man. It's awesome. It's a, it's a cool move. Uh, Shirai escapes out of, because eventually turns into, a, like there's a Boston crab by Setamora. Yeah. Shirai escapes, locks in one of her own, then transitions into a clover leaf as Setamora tries to escape. Uh, and Shirai's just kicking her around the ring after this. Like the whole point yeah. is Setamora is trying to work the arm of Shirai. And Shirai is just trying to give her no breathing room. She's all gas in this one. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is, is she knows that in order to, to beat uh, someone as impactful, but also tactical as uh, Mako, she's got to go with her full speed, full athleticism. She's got to beat her basically with her youth is, is essentially what uh, what EO's game plan is here. At one point, she does a double knee drop to the back. Then she does a handstand um, into a double knee drop and just the levels. Like, your favorite wrestler isn't doing it like Yo Shirai is, baby. They should be taking notes. Uh, there's the knees to the back. There's the high kick that catches Shirai. She's coming off the ropes. But yeah. then um, Setamura ends up on the outside. She gets dumped to the outside. And Yo hits a suicide dive and connects with her whole body. It just yeah. flings All her whole Five, one and a half yeah, <laughs> feet of her. It's funny because like I, I feel like she's being listed shorter, whereas every male wrestler is listed taller. Yeah, it's weird. I, like she really doesn't strike me as that short. Like I know she's short, like relative to everyone, but you got to think like how much shorter is she than Bailey, who's probably like five seven, five, yeah. eight somewhere in that range. Like uh, she's not that short. There's a as they get back in the ring, Setamore with a crescent kick, some big uppercuts, hits a back suplex. Shirai counters a second back suplex into a crossbody. Both end up on the, on the top turnbuckle and we get a superplex by Satomura. Really like uh, Miko's very precise is the word I'm going to go with. Yeah. Like technical. And Shirai yes. really thrives bouncing off of that because of how athletic and how much weird shit she can do. But also like very good technically. Oh, yeah. Miko do all this shit. Uh, at one point she slaps on a dragon screw which her dragon screws look devastating because of the way that she rotates like she she really makes it seems like yeah she makes it seems like she's fucking taking your knee and rotating it a a full 360 degrees 
Shirai hits that dragon screw. Sadamora rolls to the outside for some space, and Shirai hits a moonsault off the top rope to the outside. A very good moonsault by you. Picture Shirai. perfect. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna end up discussing it uh, eventually on this podcast, so we may as well just talk about it now. Io Shirai, absolutely to me, the best moonsault in wrestling. To me, it's not like Kurt Angles is is awesome, and I love Kurt so very much. I'm biased. I just I just think that Io's is just so fucking perfect. I have never seen that woman mess up. Did you see Tiffany Stratton's from NXT this week? Tiffany Stratton is is really good, she's, and the way that she's improved so rapidly in the last year is insane. Her moonsault, it, it was like the bounce to the middle rope, or like the bottom rope up to the middle rope, and then to the top and quick release. If you haven't seen it, it's oh, it's, so it's the triple. So it's yeah. not like the uh, it's yeah. not even like the the Christopher Daniels moonsault. It's, it's like one. It feels very fluid. And I know it's wow. only one time that she's hit it. At least that we like, according to Twitter, it's the only time we've really seen her hit it. It's already up there where it's like, wow, okay, that's really she's good. good man. She's one of those to look out for because honestly, like the way that she improved over the course of 2022, um, and then obviously she had the injury at the end of the year, and she's been gone for a while and just came back. But man, she is. She's one. I know Roxanne is champion now. If you want to start thinking about people that are going to take that title of her, I think Tiffany Stratton should be at the top of that list. Also, Charlotte's is fine. It's fine. No, no, we don't talk about Charlotte Flair's. No, she lands on her fucking feet every single time, I man. Mean, it doesn't. No, she, no, no, no. EO's number one to me. Uh, I think Kurt is as close of a number two as you could possibly get. And then we just go from there. Back in the ring. Uh, Shirai picks the leg for a leg submission, kind of like figure four-esque. Didn't know how, what else to call that one. Uh, Setamora hits the ropes. Then we get a nice spin kick by Setamora. Top rope splash for a two. I like how even when she does the splash, Setamora is so tactical that she like keeps her elbows in. And she's not really... Yeah. She's just like, this is what the splash looked like in the textbook, and I'm going to do that splash here. It's very good. I am not faulting her. She's She's so specific like her movements all mean something at all points in the match she doesn't waste yeah. any energy and i love that about her she strikes me as as female lance storm a little bit yeah uh sleeper <laughs> but, but like she's got personality though so I, yeah. I like makeup sleeper locked in shry gets free with elbows to the bad knee of setamora because she's done so many dragon screws that that knee probably yeah. hurts like a mother uh setamora with some kicks to a kneeling shry a big head kick for two then she hits an fu no, that was a DV. That was a Death Valley driver, that, right there. Yeah, brother. it was. But I wrote it as an nephew because I was like, was John Cena. That was a Death Valley driver, right there, brother. With the way that she spiked EO on her head, that's a that's DVD. True. EO landed clean on her head. Yeah, EO hits an uppercut, which is something that uh, I feel like we don't see as often in wrestling these days. Uh, a nice little uppercut. We see a lot of European uppercuts. Yeah, like you know Cesaro, all, all them boys be be rocking that. But just a clean, straight like. Who think off the top of your head? Who can you think does an uppercut aside from Roman Reigns? Like Roman um, Reigns is obviously very famous for his uppercuts, but Mike Tyson and the Rock'em Sock'em Robot people—that's about exactly. It's it. about it. Yeah, not not enough. Just straight uppercuts out here uh, in wrestling these days. Bring that shit back, man. Big German suplex for a two. Stomps on the way up to the top. Moon salt. Another stomp. Another moon salt attempt. But Sadamore's up. 
hangs in a tree of woe and hits a Pele kick, which I was like, that's an interesting oh combination. Uh, and I think what follows that is, actually, I'm not entirely sure what the ordering of this all was, but Yo did a, a bridging German, rolled through was- into another bridging German, rolled through into another bridging German. Oh, no, that's that's in a different match. No, she does this here. She oh, definitely she does, here does this here. Oh. Yeah, she fucking, because on the second one, I believe it was, she absolutely spiked Mako and then still rolled through and hit the third one uh, with the bridge for near. She does it multiple times throughout these matches. It's a really cool move she does. I, I geek out about it in like two two matches. It's also the way that she's able, like again, Eos. She's not the biggest woman. Like she, like strength wise, she doesn't look very big. She's very compact, but also like, uh, how, how do I say this in a nice way? She looks soft, but you could very much tell that she has muscle. But she looks soft. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, yeah, like she's not like you know like fucking Bianca Belair or Charlotte, who you just see like, oh, that You're woman like, oh, has a lot shredded. of shredded, <laughs> shredded athlete. Okay, yeah. yes. Not many people like that in this world. And then you look at Io, and yeah, she's an athlete, but you know she's she's soft. I, I guess there's just under the muscles are underneath all of that because she's very clearly has them because she's over here doing fucking uh, deadlift, goddamn Germans on it. Germans, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we, the Pele kick. Both women trade reversals. Uh, another Pele kick picks Adamora. Uh, another Death Valley driver picks her up. A second Death Valley driver. Wants one more, but Shrag gets planted. <laughs> just spikes. spikes her. Absolutely on her cranium. It looks like she kind of fucked up the release. Um, oh, like she went a little too late, and then Eo like tucked her head, uh, and, and she was like real close, and it just did not matter. Right on the top of her head. It was rough looking. And that's the end of the match. Shirai loses because she got hit with a bunch of Death Valley drivers. By yeah, and if like, you're not if you get hit with that many, just you got to lose. You have to lose. We're going to take our first break. When we get back, a familiar face to WWE fans faces off against Io Shirai. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Back from the break, and we're in the 2016 Five Star Grand Prix, and we've got a familiar face. It's Kyrie Sane, baby! Kyrie Hojo for those who are weebs. Um, yeah, <laughs> for those for who the patrol the, for who those who patrol the forums, it's Kyrie Hojo. It's for the nerds out here. It's Kyrie yeah. Hojo. Uh, those for, for, those for, with the full size body pillows. 
Yes, yes. Uh, Kyrie was very much, uh, let's say, like, if Io was the Tanahashi of this point, Kyrie was probably her Nakamura. Like, she's also just insanely popular. She held it down with the, the mid-card belt. Uh, while Io was carrying the the world title, and she she's I mean I, honestly I would say Kyrie's just as popular as Io was at this point. And I love Kyrie's got the over the top pirate entrance. And oh, absolutely! She got, she got the mask. I do love they have the the masks on too for the entrance. Yeah, take them off. So much of the presentation of Stardom. Let's talk about that for a second. I fucking adore this. They have sashes. They have robes. They have fun masks. We get a stare down with the belts before the match starts. Because uh, Kyrie is the wonder of Stardom Champion, he was the world of Stardom Champion. Those are two different things. Uh, they had the streamers, and I would love to have the job of the guy who just runs in and has to pick up all the streamers really fast. I, I think it's the the Mayu Watani match. There is just a random young girl that comes in, and the way she slides into the ring, she gets like halfway into the ring, like to the straight to the middle, and while she's sliding to the middle. She's fucking just collecting the, all the streamers. It's honestly one of the most impressive shit. You know when somebody does what is like manual labor, but they're so good at it that they're just like automatic and they can foot fucking like the, the guy who went viral a couple of weeks ago for the way he made popcorn at the movie theater. Did you see that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen yeah, dude, the, the one dude's where he's got the sauce? Yeah. Have you seen the guy who uh, I guess they're like it's a field worker out there, and he he just gets a basket, and somehow he manages to like, uh, so he throws it up. They have to like put all the I don't know if it was like potatoes or let's just say it was potatoes on the back of the bed of a truck. Oh yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah. And he somehow manages to contort the basket, so he throws all the potatoes in, and then like whips the basket so that the basket goes away in midair. It's like the coolest shit I've ever seen. There is no such thing as unskilled labor. That's what we're talking about here. Um, what do you think of this match? And have you seen it before? Uh, this match, no. I, honestly, from this entire list, uh, the only match I had seen was the Mayu Watani match. Yes. This match, I really like. I think it's also weirdly the first one I watched. I watched these out of order just because of... Uh, vibes. Vibes. Just because of vibes. Uh <laughs> And I decided, I was like, oh, let's watch this one. Mainly because it, you know, it's got Kyrie. And I'm, I know Kyrie. I think it's because I was I know both women. And I've seen both women for a couple of years. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, this will be my entry point. This is a really good yeah. match. This is really fun. It's yeah, really I mean, no, it's, Yeah, it's one of those where, like, you, you don't really have a lot of time to breathe. No. Uh, I feel like it only went, like, what was it, like, 12 minutes? 12 minutes, yeah. Yeah, uh... And it's just it's just two people at the absolute uh, top of their game, just fucking going. There's no rivalry here. It's a competitive rivalry, um, in that they they both really want to be viewed as the face of stardom. But you know, one's patrolling one uh, one belt, one's got the other, and they just want to go out there and fucking kill it. And I believe at, at this point they mentioned um, in the pre match promos because this is a five star Grand Prix mm-hmm. match. Um, they mentioned that they each have two wins. Yes. So whoever wins this match, um, it w- would be up on the other. Yeah. So this is this is also the one where in the pre-match promo, EO is like, you know, people want to see me and Kyrie fight. Like she's she's great. I'm great. People will tune in. And I was like, okay, I'm seeing a little bit more personality come out in these. This is great. Yeah. Which is weird because you like you don't have to coax personality out of Kyrie. She's a she's a pirate. Look yeah, at her. She's be a, a literal pirate. pirate. Isn't that although cool? all 
The weirdest thing about Kyrie is that Kyrie is like a pirate princess, so she's very proper. I don't know. Yeah. Every single time I, I think of Kyrie, I just think, for whatever reason, I'm just thinking of Kira Knightley from Pirates of the Caribbean. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. It's a great line. It's the best delivery I've ever fucking heard. It's the best. Love that line. Also, you fucking nailed it. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's an incredible line. I love it. All right. Uh, EO offers a hand to start. Kyrie very, very hilariously cautiously accepts. She is <laughs> yeah. not sure about this decision. Which is hilarious because EO is a baby face. <laughs> but Kyrie does not care. She's a very prim and proper princess. Uh, they trade headlocks, head scissors, little standoff, trading some bridge pins. EO at one point does her matrix dodge during the bridge yeah. pins. I was like, fuck, it's so good. She's so good and she's so smooth and she never gets caught. You know what I mean? Yeah, the best part is um, these are two women who are very much known for their their athleticism, their high-flying prowess yeah. and all this stuff. And Derrick is out here with one of the better technical starts to a match you'll see. Yep. They're like, look at us do all this shit. We can do this too. Uh, Kyrie with chops in the corner. EO returns favor along the ropes. Uh, EO with corner control for a while. She wants a springboard uh, by Kyrie. Has it draped on the rope? And then double stomp to the back of EO as she's stuck on the ropes which i was like oh yeah it's a good move yeah Kyrie, uh she she she's she's fucking crazy uh and then she follows that up with a placement drop kick uh to knock eo out of the ring um at one point eo is like up against the the apron uh so Kyrie just kind of like jumps over she's just like a rope assisted she's just like a rope assisted double stomp yeah she uh, essentially pendulums herself into the chest of eo with the top yeah. rope. Yeah, which was fucking cool as hell. Uh, EO at one point does a drop kick uh, as she's coming off the top. Uh, when Kyrie's going, like, she's going to, it looks like she's going to do a double, like, axe handle. Kyrie does that. She doesn't do regular chops. She does two handed, like, like, she holds her hands together and then goes in with the chop. It looked kind of like she was doing a version of Kane's top rope strike, but with both hands. Like she was Honestly. going for this like top rope thing, but she's like, I need two hands for this. And yeah, she gets <laughs> drop kicked by EO. Uh, there's a 619 that gets blocked by Kyrie. EO oh then watches Kyrie in the ropes and does a pile driver off of the apron. I wrote, What is going on? Off the apron to the rake side area. And this is where someone is spraying Kyrie with what I thought was air freshener. I was like, Could you fuck <laughs> off? These people might be dead. <laughs> Like, bro, she doesn't need your your axe body spray here. Well, I mean, if somebody's dead, they're going to smell bad. So spray that. <laughs> Who needs formaldehyde? We have axe body. We spray. have axe body. If you told me that axe body spray could embalm a body, I'd believe it. I don't know. I don't know if, if axe was the only thing that people used in your high school. But when I was in high school, I swear to God, you'd walk in in the morning and you'd just get hit with a wave, and you were thankful that it wasn't a wave of, of bo, of course. But it's just like. Poof. Yeah, it was it was a lot of axe. There was also a lot of like a, I guess Old Spice had like a spray as well. Yeah, there was a lot of that too. Which any single time I just thought about it, it's like, brother, you can't just use a deodorant that that's not gonna like stay. Like you know, come on, man, why has got to be a spray? The deodorant should remove your your odor. It's a deodor. It shouldn't just overpower your current odor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's, no, we're whatever. just gonna win the odor fight. Uh, anyways, there was a pile driver to the outside in this insane random 11-minute match. 
Uh, yeah. EO follows that up eventually. Yeah. Uh, so then we get double knees in the corner by EO running a big running drop kick for a two count, both on the top rope. EO is draped towards the outside. Kyrie runs her head into the ring post and she falls to the outside. <laughs> and then we get a cross. And then we get a crossbody so nice that it should be our new logo. It's <laughs> so fucking clean. It's Kyrie looks amazing doing it. And again, this is a little pop quiz. Let's see if I remembers who was the wrestler that actually is in our logo. I, you know, I was literally, as you were saying that I was just, I was waiting for you to finish so that I could say, I have no idea who the fuck is. In our logo. I know I've mentioned this in an episode, but it's probably been like a hundred episodes since then. The wrestler in our logo is Chris Jericho. There it is. Okay. Yeah. It is a, it is a, it, the reference photo I used is Jericho leaping, when he's in his like first WWE run, like that era Ooh. of Jericho to the outside was my, is, there's a, a photo of him diving. I don't know who he's diving onto, but that was the reference photo. So it's based on a Chris, of anyone's crossbody to, for it to be Chris Jericho, very random, but it's the cleanest one I could find. Uh, after that, uh, they both get back into the ring. Kyrie goes up. She's going for her insane elbow. Um, EO though, catches her arm and immediately throws on a Juju Katani. It's nice. It's good shit, man. EO follows that up with a bridging German, which that woman has never done a bridging German that didn't look absolutely crisp. Somebody should address her about the fact that it's always, you know, you could land them on their shoulders. Instead, she's like, nah, neck. Neck is good. Neck. You could like over rotate them a little bit, you know, a little some, some, or like the top of the back. Yeah. to uh, uh, at some point here but but now it's just a neck just straight neck another bridging pin attempt by EO only gets a two head kick second head kick attempt is caught by Kyrie and turned into a modified crab Kyrie does like an Alabama slam yeah, that's what like, I oh, called it yeah nice elbow drop to EO's back another elbow drop and then the crazy flexible bending crab submission her her top of her head of Kyrie is on the mat as she's pulling EO back. EO is essentially a scorpion at this point. Yes. <laughs> it is insane. And we don't actually get to see the visual of EO tapping, but the ref does call for the match. So the it's very heads up. obvious. Yeah. So we're three matches in. EO's lost every match. Yeah. Let's get her a fucking dub. Which is weird because she's the champion. <laughs> she is the champion, but she keeps losing in the GP, which happens in the G1 too, doesn't it? Like the champion will lose a match or two at least. Yeah, like in the last G1, Okada did lose to Jonah. You know, like. Yeah. It, these Although, exact- actually, I don't think Okada was champion in the last G1. I don't think it was Jay White. Yeah, but well, Jay was- White lost to someone. <laughs> like they always lose. The champion never wins the G1. So no. obviously they lose. Yeah. Our next match is the match that you have seen previously, and you said is the match you were most excited to revisit on this podcast. It is Stardom Year End Climax 2016 is the World of Stardom Championship on the line. It is Io Shirai defending against Mayu Iwatani. I like the red star belt. It's very nice. It's fucking great. Uh, this match, man, like the, my, the way I hyped this match up to Evan probably as much as I possibly could. But this match is legitimately, I, I, I truly believe it is one of the greatest women's matches of all time. Uh, like it, this is up there to me with like your, uh, I don't know, your Bailey's and Sasha's, your, 
your uh said you know what are even the other great women's matches like is it like the thunder rosa and and like Britt baker is it like like I, I don't even know i mean i, 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 I always default to bailey to bailey and sasha i truly think yeah i always do too. duo of matches i've ever seen like you know, uh, there's a lot of good, great matches that we've had over the years uh, with women. But I, man, they, I know they, I'm forgetting a Becky Lynch match, and I feel bad about it right now. It's probably like Becky and Charlotte in like one of those yeah. matches they had there that were really good, or Becky against like Sasha and Hell in a Cell was really good. Fuck, that's the one I was thinking of. Yes, yeah, that was, that, that was a really good match. Um, good. And, and you know that it's it's. There's been a lot uh, throughout all promotions. Obviously, Jamie Hayter against Tony Storm was a crazy good match. Uh, we've had a lot in recent years. You know, Impact with the with the uh, Knockouts division has had some yeah some very good ones. This this ranks up there with any of those. Um, honestly, like if you want to say Bailey and Sasha, that's cool. Like I, I genuinely believe this is one of the this is a Mount Rushmore uh, women's wrestling match to me. Before the match starts. They get flowers. I like that. Yeah. And EO gets a comically large bottle of champagne. Yeah. <laughs> like it might just be a regular size bottle and she is small, but at the same time, it's a it looks like a gigantic bottle of champagne. It's fucking huge. Yeah, which like it just reminds me of the bit from uh How I Met Your Mother. Where they get the they ask for the comically large bottle of champagne and oh, yeah. Wendy Waitress is like it's been back there for like twelve years and like we don't care and it's flat and disgusting. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the cork goes into Wendy's eye. I think that happens it too. It does. It does. Yeah, that's the night that they don't remember. Remember, they're trying to like that. The whole episode is them just trying to figure out what happened that night. Is that the pineapple incident? I think it is. That may be the pineapple incident. Yeah. I gotta watch. How about your mother again? Oh, what a shame. Uh, all right, let's talk about the beginning of this match. Io offers the handshake. Iwatani just slaps her. That's one way to have. Next time someone offers you a handshake, be like maybe Iwatani. Do the same thing. Just slap them. Yeah. Uh, a little backstory, I guess, for this. My Iwatani, uh, she was, I, I believe, at one point, tag partners with Io. Uh, she she obviously branched off on her own, and basically, she has lost to eo at every single turn like this is this was really built up as her like moment you know this was basically like drew mcintyre in uh, at clash of the at the castle or whatever like it really was built up to be her moment like this was her time to to beat eo finally after failing so many times uh and here we are <laughs> and here we are no wonder she slaps away the handshake yeah, uh, she tries to put on a hold right away. Io is like, "Oh, you want to play this game? Okay." Uh, and she's just so damn good, man. Just the yeah. fucking, just a whole bunch of different like maneuvers that Mayu has absolutely no uh, counters for. At one point, uh, Mayu does hit a springboard back elbow to get the advantage back. It just doesn't matter because she's in the corner. Io follows her from behind, trips her while sliding out of the ring, comes back. Rams the knee right into the post. Yeah. Uh, and then just absolutely starts working the knee. At one point, just grabs the. So, Stardom, uh, I believe this is in Kirk and Hall, uh, but Stardom 
like has like mats ringside, like just yep. to bring in mats and they have it. And then it's just the floor, regular floor of the arena or wherever they are. Uh, All room floor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so EO grabs the mat, moves it over, grabs Iwatani, and then just hits like a world's strongest slam down on it. She's on her Mark Henry shit right now. Then she grabs a chair, and I was like, oh, she's going to like hit her with the chair. What an interesting start to the match. No, she puts Iwatani on the chair with her leg wrapped in it and then drop kicks the chair. Which, like, <laughs> legs aren't meant to bend in three different directions at the same time, and that's exactly what happened there. Shirai's just working the leg back in the ring. Nice drop kick to a seed Iwatani for a two. Uh, then she gets a little bit of space. She gets a head scissors by Iwatani. It spikes Io. She lands right on her head. Poor Io yeah. is landing on her head a lot in this in this set of matches. My God. I mean, look, man, if there's anyone that's going to land on her head and be perfectly fine, it's going to be Io Shirai. Running dropkick. Shirai gets dumped to the outside. Iwatani hits another nice crossbody. So that's good to the outside. Uh, then we get a full Nelson suplex by Iwatani on the outside. It's just a dragon suplex, man. It's crunchy. Um, <laughs> uh, Io is just absolutely selling her soul out at this point. She is like, this is some of the best selling I've ever seen, which is honestly what makes this match so great for me is just the selling by both women at this point. uh, So EO gets in the ring at the count of 19 because it's 20 count. Yep. While she is attempting to find her way to the ring, EO looks like a drunk person on holiday because she gets to the right floor of the hotel, but you don't remember what room you're in, and all the rooms are the same, and you're just kind of looking down, and she's just kind of looking for a place to be. She's like, I, one of these, this key's going to work on one of these, and she eventually <laughs> slides in, and she goes to bed. <laughs> I'm not saying I've been that person, but I've been that person. I'm like, one of these fucking rooms <laughs> is mine. It's like a faulty door. You end up in someone, some stranger's room. That stranger's Mike Tyson. You get knocked out. Out of pitch with my defense is impregnable. Anyways, she gets back in. Uh, Mayu meets her with a Mr. Dropkick and then mm-hmm. throws on a crucifix bomb right into a pin. So good. God, I love a good crucifix. Um, and then <laughs> that's how it's so wrong out of context. Yeah, it does, but we'll, we'll leave it in. It's going to be awesome. Uh, EO trips her at one point. Uh, does like a float over, hits like a float over the top. Like it's the best way I can describe it is. So she's she gets she she trips her, then immediately gets, slides under, uh, gets on the apron, jumps, and then uses the top rope and the momentum to like turn and pendulum swings herself right into a drop kick on Sayutani. That's Sayutani in the corner. Insane. Shirai with a dragon screw and then like a, the straight jacket German for a two. Yes. Io with another cross face. Io Shirai has a very good cross face. Yeah. It's good. It's, it, it's kind of hard to fuck up a cross face though. I it feel. is. Put that on the list of hard to fuck up moves. Essentially, I'm trying to build myself a move set for when I want to try <laughs> wrestling. What are the ones that are hard to fuck up? I want, I want all those. Look, man, if DDP could do it later on in life, so can you. Bang. Uh, 619 attempt once Iwatani reaches the ropes. Iwatani stops her, strings her up in the ropes, charges her with a running knee. Uh, Dragon suplex on the on the apron by Iwatani. <laughs> Dragon suplex with a bridge to follow that for a near fall. 
Uh, at one point, she does like a, a La Mahistra into like a fucking weird ass shit. I can't even describe, uh, but it gets a near fall at like 2.9. <laughs> this is where I realized that I was watching on regular speed. <laughs> I, I was watching it, but it was intentional. I was like, wow, they're moving really fast. And I was like, oh, no, this is regular speed. They have just that much energy in this match. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Mayu hits a spiking reverse poison Rana for an earful, and I was just like, "Oh my god, we're like we're going balls to the wall." This is the point of the match in Japan where they just start doing everything really fast because they're yeah. like, uh they're, they're they're basically the storytelling in Japan. A lot of the times, it's just like one person gets the advantage, works over like a knee or an arm or whatever body part. Then they 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 find like a, an opening and they start working over a different part for the other uh, opponent, which is like in this case it's Eo's neck uh, versus Mayu's leg, uh, and it, it's really just you know one person's doing one thing, one person's doing the other. They have they change advantage for a while, and then it comes this burst point where they're just like, I just want to put this person away because I'm like in pain right now. Yeah. Uh, and this is that moment where they're just going move for move, move for move, move for move. One of us uh, is gonna is gonna give up soon, but let's get yeah. everything we have while we while we're here. You know what I mean? Yeah, Eo ends up hitting a bridging German uh, for a near fall, and then we get one of the craziest fucking spots of, the, of this entire match, yeah. which is Eo's going up for a moonsault, uh, tries to hit it, uh, but Mayu stops her. Uh, then she goes to try to hit a fucking avalanche dragon suplex. EO flips out of that and then hits three rolling Germans with the last one just having a fucking just landing right on the goddamn ball like that little part of your neck that sticks out. That's exactly yeah. where my Watani landed. The thing about the rolling Germans too is it's not rolling Germans like you know them in men's wrestling uh, primarily. It's she's rolling like straight back holding on to Iwatani and then planting her feet and lifting again. It's a great... This is the match to watch this week, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's not even like... It's, I don't even think this. it's close. It's this and then it's the Kyrie match, in my opinion. Those yeah, the, the Kyrie one only watch if you like feel like it. Like Honestly, no it's pressure. Fun. This one, this one, I'm holding the gun up to your head <laughs> and forcing you to watch. This one is required reading. Uh, so yeah, we get those... Um, Fullness or dragon suplex for a two as well. Moon salt one count. Zivatani's up at the count of one after the moon salt, which is crazy. She hits a dragon suplex for a two. A tombstone gets reversed by EO, stomps on her on the way to the corner. Moon salt, a second moon salt, three count. Mayu Utani still cannot beat EO Shirai. Man, it, that sequence at the end there where like she when she gets up at one, it's literally like that. First off, people are going to be like, oh, my God, the selling. He talked about the selling, all this other stuff. That's the last gasp. That is yes. the one where she's like, this is literally all I have. And then she hits her finisher, which is that dragon suplex. And she's still not able to get EO. And that's when she crumbles. She goes for a tombstone. The tombstone gets reversed. And it is over. At that point, you know, Iwatani has zero chance of winning this match. Like she's done. She's toast. 
Yeah, we get a we get a, a babyface promo after this. This is the last stardom event of the year, and they're just like basically saying, you know, here's the 2016 was a great year, and then 2017 we get a little bit of personality from Io, uh, which is really cool. It's just a fiery babyface promo, basically giving props to Iwatani for for being such a hard nosed competitor. Also, you know, Kyrie comes out, cuts a promo as well. Uh, everyone on the stardom locker room comes out, and they're like, my. Bye. All right. See ya. See you in 27. See you next year. <laughs> All right. Speaking of see you next year, we're going to take our break. When we get back, we're looking at a match from 2017. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Back from the break, our last match is against another familiar face to NXT and WWE Watchers. It is Stardom of Champions 2017, February 23rd to be specific. It's Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler. Did not realize that Shayna went to Stardom, but here we are. Yeah, man. Well, Shayna had to go somewhere, man. (laughs) That's true. Uh, No, Shayna, between this and Shimmer uh, is really where she made a lot of her of her appearances, uh, her and um, Mercedes uh, Martinez, who who got her into wrestling, was pretty much like her uh, uh, the the her vet her vet, her even vet, though they're like yeah. not too far in age. Um, but but no, nah, man, you know Shayna was good. Shayna was a really different competitor in Stardom at that time. She she really was. Uh, someone who just went in there and, you know, you had your high flyers like Io Shirai, Kyrie, all these people. Uh, and, and Shayna was just going to fucking try to choke your ass out. <laughs> and that's, that's Sometimes you just need someone who's just going to come through and choke your ass out. You know, that's that's why I think Karrion Cross has a lot of appeal because he's the guy in WWE who's just going to come through and choke your ass out. Samoa Joe made an entire career out of being the guy that's just going to choke your ass out. Yeah, but Samoa Joe did it with some of the best facial expressions of all time. That also and helps. Almost. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Shayna offers a hand. Shirai slaps it away. She knows better than to give an arm to Shayna Baszler. She's probably going to try to snap it off. Yeah. Uh, the, the crazy shit is Shayna still immediately goes for submissions. Yeah. At one point, they go forehead to forehead, which is a clear advantage for Shayna Baszler. Uh, Shirai throws some hands, but is caught and spine busted. And then Shayna decides to go with some joint manipulation. She at one point throws on six different holds in the span of 57 seconds. I like that you counted. I, counted. I like that. Yeah. That's good shit. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it's uh it, it's it's just one of those things that like Shayna is just she is contorting at one point it's a Fujiwara arm bar then it's like a fucking wrench then it's just like a, it's just there's so many different things that she does to that arm in the span and Shayna, of a minute Shayna and poses just, at the end just like yeah like look at what I did she does, her, she does her spade pose and then That's she right. fucking does at one point she like gets down and does the 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 uh the the, the Naito, Andrade, all them pose where she basically gets down. Yeah, the tranquilo where she's just kind of hand. She's laid down, hand under on her head, and she's just fucking vibing out here. It's true. Shirai with a springboard dropkick to Baszler on the top turnbuckle, then a top rope Frankensteiner like that a lot from Shirai. Love that top rope crossbody to the outside by Shirai. So it's now her turn. Hers is also very good. Uh, she gets the chair, similar to the Iwatani match. Instead of putting a leg in it, she puts Baszler's face in it. She puts her head <laughs> in it and does the drive-by dropkick. Yeah, which is great. I love that move. That is, a, I, I, Honestly, before these matches, I, I don't think I'd ever seen that, that, no, that it's spot. Fun. I like it. Um, obviously, I saw it back when I saw the Iwatani match. Uh, but, you know, I haven't seen, I haven't really seen that since. Just someone, usually when you think a chair is going to get involved, uh, you, you don't exactly expect someone to be kicking the chair. Exactly. And if you see me in the woods with a grizzly bear, help the bear. Help help Um, the bear. uh, This is when I realized this was like a no DQ match because right after doing that chair spot, she then just grabs the chair and hits Shayna with it. Just doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) No fucks. It's one of those like wood chairs too, which is like kind of weird. Anyways, they fight into the crowd, and then eventually she she just whips Shayna over a barricade into the crowd, and then just decides, "Fuck this, I'm out," and just goes back to the ring. Yep, she's like, "No, this is enough. We're good. We're good." Back in the ring, Shirai gets a crossface locked in, running knees to the spine of Basler for a two count. Uh, Basler meets Shirai up on the top rope, top rope gut wrench slam. Basler holds on from the super the super slam and does one more, and only gets a two count. Yeah, uh, she she uh, just starts no selling uh, kicks, uh, leg kicks the shit uh, out of Io, who just eggs her on until eventually she fucking crumbles a little bit. Uh, at one point here, Io does get a little bit of life. She hits a bridging German for a near fall, and then right after Shayna kicks out, she grabs the arm, slaps on a Kimura. Uh, did we already get to the point where Baszler says something in Japanese that neither of us will understand before charging her? I did not even realize that she did that. So the crowd reacts strongly to it, too. They're in the corner. Baszler says something in Japanese um, and charges Shirai. And the crowd goes, oh, I don't I have no idea what she said. But then Look, man, I don't that's, when get, Japanese. that's when Shirai gets her with the German, but Baszler kicks out and directly into a, the Kimura, which was a crazy spot. Uh yes, Shayna it does like a she does the thing that she does where she like gets someone up in the suplex position and then she just kind of drops them and grabs them and chokes them. Yeah. So we get the choke hold locked in. The ref breaks the hold. Brother, Eo's eyes on that, that is prime selling. Yeah. The way that sh- her face is just like she yeah. looks like that that like those like smoking ads where they that, that are basically like don't smoke. She looks like and then the person's like sunken into their couch. That like is they deflate. Eo. Eo's the, 
Yeah, Io is the one that's sunken into the couch. That's how she looks right there. So I understand why the ref breaks the hole because he thinks Io's dead. Uh, but then Basil pinch and uh, Shrai, and she kicks out. Basil locks in the armbar. Shrai turns it into a clover leaf. This ref is so distracting. He's so enthusiastic. I love him. He's just he's all over the place. Oh, are you are you quitting? And he just he does like constant arm movements. I'm like, dude, relax. Yeah. It's like an Italian uncle speaking. Um, <laughs> anyways, by the way, that shit where he, where when Shayna has a choke and he's basically just like, let go and pin her, that doesn't make any sense. If you think the match is over, just call, call the match. The match out. What, what do you mean, pin her? What? Nah, he's like, pin her. That'll be more fun. Uh, Baszler gets a standing Kimura for a second. And then Io hits a captured German and a tombstone. We get the stomp. We get the moonsault and the win. Io beats Shayna Baszler. Good job. That was a fucking good match, man. It's fun. It's very fun. It was a I, really good match. I always thought, I'm like, oh, well, Shayna Baszler needed, needed some seasoning in NXT. Like when she first got there, I was like, ah, oh. so knowing this was a pre NXT match, I was like, oh, like Shayna's probably not going to be that good. She's great here. Yeah. Really uh, here's good. the thing, though. I I don't think that Shayna really needed the seasoning in NXT as far as in ring stuff goes. I think she more needed it in order to like build her promos and, and build a character. I also she very Shana- much strikes me as like a just a a fucking grappler, like yeah. workhorse. You know, like this is her job. You know what I mean? Like this is what yeah. she is for a job. I do think that Shayna also had this interesting thing where some of the wrestlers that she was asked to put over. Like, obviously, there were some exceptions who were, like, just really talented in-ring workers. She had a lot of people during her reign that were, like, new to the singles women's division and or, like, maybe even new to wrestling entirely. And they're, like, get put over by Shayna. Like, she, like to me, one of my favorite Shayna matches was against Nikki Cross, who's, like, a seasoned vet, right? Who's yeah. been around. But also, she, like, had to have bangers against, like, Peyton Royce, who hadn't had them up until yeah. that point. Right, she had a, a, a on one of those takeovers. I think it might have been Portland or something like that. She had a match against Bianca Belair for the title. That was really yeah, good. Exactly. Bianca was only like you know I don't even know if she was a full year into it at that point. She was fresh into from CrossFit. Yeah. Speaking of NXT, that's where Io Shirai obviously would go in October 2016. Is when the Observer was like, "Oh, Shirai and Kyrie are both being contacted by WWE." And in May of 2017, Shirai had accepted her contract offer. There, she, there were some injury issues, so she didn't debut in NXT until Takeover War Games in November of 2018. She did yeah. participate in the May Young Classic tournament, right in August. Yep. Uh, made it all the way to the finals. Yeah, is that the one that she lost to Tony? Yeah, she lost to your girl. Deserved. Uh, her path to the finals, she defeated, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, like Zeuxis, Zeuxis, Z-E-U-X-I-S. That's quite the name. Uh, Diana Perrazzo, Rhea Ripley. Though That was her, her rep. That's quite the rep. Yeah. That's I, a good want, little route right there. I want the May Young Classic back. I want it back. They have a lot of good women, man. They they could they really could although yet, I'm very afraid that it's just going to be an NXT thing that's that's just not very good and yet when it comes to the Rumble which the day of this release is the day of the Rumble there's like six women announced for the Rumble this year that's it 
Yeah, and it really does feel like they haven't really contacted a lot of the the vets. Um, I, I know that was that's been a big issue coming out of Raw Thirty is is the the treatment of WWE and the women. So uh, yeah. more specifically, their 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 legends and stuff. So there are only seven women announced for the women's Royal Rumble match at this time. I will tell you them now: Liv, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel, Shayna, Zelina, and Emma. That's it. Hey, man, we all know it doesn't matter because Rhea Ripley's just going to end up winning the thing, and as she should. As but she should. at least, like, you know, give me some people that make it fun. <laughs> if you could pick one legend to come back for it, who are you picking? Uh, or do they have to be alive? Yes. So no China. <laughs> That's, China wasn't my pick. Salute of a Sean. Um, oh, that's fair. I like that. Ooh, one legend. Um, I mean, I, f- I really do think Beth Phoenix is going to come back yeah. uh, because that's the whole thing with Rhea, so I'm not going to pick Beth. I would say... Uh, fuck it. For podcast continuity, give me Alicia Fox. That's who I was going to say, Alicia Fox. Yeah. We need that Alicia Fox content. I don't know yeah. what accent I'm doing. It's not even Noam Dar anymore. I'm just a, yeah. a at that point, man. I, at this point, I think you've somehow managed to combine the Welsh, the Irish, and the Scottish accent. Yeah, <laughs> and I also somehow offended ogres. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of Io Shirai's treatment in NXT and WWE? I hate it, man. I okay. I just think this is a woman who is a star in every capacity. Uh, we we saw it here throughout these matches. She's just so damn fucking good, um, and, and I understand why you don't book her like Oscar uh, in NXT because you know Oscar is a very different kind of competitor. Um, but the thing with Io is Io is like honestly, she she really is like a generational talent as a performer. Yeah, um, where she can do, she is a five-told player. She's the definition of a five-told player. I understand that her promos might be a little bit, you know, iffy, uh, just because. Uh, honestly, I and even at that point, I, like I don't know. Have you ever heard Io Shirai cut a promo? No, no. So like, I, I don't know. Like her run in NXT is the NXT Women's Champion, which was really good. That match, that triple threat match between her Charlotte. Uh, and Rhea Ripley at that In Your House show, I, I believe it was a pandemic show. That was really fucking good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a really good match. Um, yeah. Her entire run as NXT Women's Champion was really good. That match where she finally did lose it to her, like Raquel uh, Gonzalez, Rodriguez, whatever her name is these days, was really good. And she's one of those competitors who, who I just honestly feel like if she were anywhere else, literally any other promotion... AEW included. I know how people feel about the, their treatment of women over there as well. She would be not only just like a top star, she would probably be honestly be the face of a division. And just the fact that she's kind of thrown into this group that just has been completely fumbled, in my opinion, with damage control. And It was just, so cool when it debuted, and then just nothing yeah. has really come with it. It's and She just feels like an afterthought, and it sucks because this is a woman who... It should absolutely have a spot at WrestleMania and won't. Um, and, and she's she's just feels like a, a bit player in this story between Bailey and Becky. That's just whatever. It's just there to waste time for those two women until they move on to whatever they're going to be doing 
on the road to WrestleMania. For Becky, it's probably actually having a match. For Bailey, it's probably not. Um, and it, it just sucks, man, because she's too, she's far too talented, and she's she's coming up on the last couple years of her prime. You know, yeah. I, I say couple, the last like chunk of her prime years um, as an entering performer before you know a noticeable drop off does happen. Um, and and it just it, it pains me, man. It really does, and I really hope uh, that that Papa H is able to get that situated before before, uh, before we lose her to to some sort of a return to stardom or like a a, a, tr- a venture over to AW. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, it's probably more likely that she goes back to Japan because there is. is a. Yes. As, as a new ace in, in stardom, her name is Julia, and she's really fucking good. <laughs> and she would have an absolute banger against Io Shirai. I will say, one thing I did like about Io's tenure in WWE NXT, her gimmick change was my favorite iteration of the I'm a bad guy and now I'm wearing all black and I have new edgy music. It's the best version of an old, like, cliché. Like, it's a cliche, yeah. and yet EO did it, and I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing in the world. Her music yeah, was awesome. So her well. attitude was awesome. I was like, this is great. She changed her hair. She changed yeah, she every everything. single aspect of herself, and it was, it was fucking awesome. It really was. It's not just was. a face. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's not. And, I, you know, I wish nothing but the best moving forward, because everywhere that she's been, whether that be stardom, NXT, uh, fucking her little stint in Lucha Underground uh, as the ninjas. Uh, like she, she's fucking, she's just so good, man. Um, and, and she deserves better. And I really hope that when we revisit Io Shirai somewhere down the line with other stuff, uh, maybe a stardom part two, uh, if she decides to go back or whatever her, her NXT slash WWE career winds up being, I, I hope that we're able to look at it uh, in a more positive light. Because this is too talented of a performer to not have that. There's a reason Javier picked all starter matches. We'll leave it. like her matches in NXT have been great. These matches are awesome. We already said the one to go watch is Mayu Itani. The second one I would say to watch is Kyrie Sane match. I don't know if you agree, but that's probably my yeah, second I choice. Do. Yeah. This has been fun. And this is the end of Japanuary. What a shame. It's also the end of our minisodes. If you haven't gone and listened to all four minisodes, you should. Uh, go back and listen to the most recent one. It was Kevin Owens versus John Cena SummerSlam or uh, Elimination Chamber 2015. If you want us to do more minisodes, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Crossbody Work and tell us what matches you'd like us to cover as minisodes. Maybe we'll be able to get around to it. Javier, where can we find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at JMLO Sports. It's in the bio of the main account. Salsa follow. Send me one too. Add it seven gums. I T S E V A N G O M E S. If you want links to all of these matches that we covered for Io Shirai, go to fullpresswrestling.com. That's where all the links live to all the matches we cover for all of these episodes. Episode 149 right now. So all 149 episodes are there. Go and watch the matches. Fullpressshop.com. Cop the merch. Support the boys. And wherever you're listening, be sure to rate five stars. It helps us out tremendously. Share the episode with your friends. Get somebody into stardom. Maybe get them addicted to Japanese wrestling the way that I probably am now after Japanuary. <laughs> Our next series is not a theme month, but it is February, and February is the time of Valentine's Day, and we all know that Valentine's involves lots of hearts 
And for the next two weeks, we are looking at Owen Hart. It's a two-part transition. I am the fucking king of transitions. I am Shayna Baszler with those submissions, baby. It is a two-part series on Owen Hart, who we lost, obviously, tragically, in one of the most famous terrible business and life decisions of Vince McMahon's whole career, which is absolutely fucking saying something. Uh, Someone we lost way too soon. Somebody who was universally beloved in the wrestling world. So we're going to look at the career of Owen Hart, starting with some of his early stuff next week and the week after the majority of his main WWF career. Yes. Yeah. And then we, we go into some other stuff that we've got coming down the pipeline, but, uh, more on that a little later. Just look forward to Owen Hart two-part series starting next week. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Javier, any final words for the people? This week on Life Advice with Javier is honestly probably dipping a little bit into to what was discussed last week. But, man, it, it's it's still as relevant as it, as it always is. Uh, this today has a recording, uh, the 26th. Marks three years since we lost Kobe Bryant uh, and his daughter Gigi. Uh, It's been nine days since we lost Jay Briscoe. Last night on Dynamite, his brother Mark uh, main evented against Jay Lethal in a very, very, very emotional tribute match. Uh, That was fucking awesome. Um, And, you know, they said it throughout the show on AEW uh, that, you know, we've seen it throughout the last week and some change. Uh, And we've seen it throughout the last three years uh, in remembrance of, of Kobe and Gigi. Just, you know, tell the people that you love that you love them. Um, you know, it, it's it's it truly is uh, a, a world and a life that uh, you know it could just go at any second, and it, it's it's better to just get that out there uh, and let those close to you know that you love them and that you care for them. Uh, just you know, don't let Roman Reigns be the only person that that gets acknowledged. Acknowledge those in your life. <laughs> Uh, it really is important, man, because uh, at any second, uh, this could all be taken away. And, you, you know, it really is uh, important to be appreciative of what you have um, and, and those who are there to make life better for you. Uh, so, yeah, man, just 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 really. I, I don't know, man. I, I think what what's really tough about the whole Jay Briscoe uh, tragedy um, for me is I, I don't know why it's just kind of hitting me a little harder uh, than these deaths usually do. I, it's probably just because I'm getting older and I'm at that point where I realize, like, damn, like it really is just like that. It's like you know? that. Yeah. Uh, Kobe was probably the first death uh, of anyone outside of my family that I think really impacted me in that way, and it's. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I, 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 it really sucks that it, it takes something like this for me to realize something like that, uh, just to, to be appreciative of those around me. But, man, once that lesson kicks in, it, it's... it's like, It never goes away. Yeah, yeah, once yeah I'm not going to take in. it for granted. Like, Evan, I really appreciate you, man. I appreciate this podcast. I appreciate yeah. the platform. Uh, those listening right now i appreciate every each and every single one of you evan and i have mentioned that on multiple occasions we would be doing this if zero people listened we would be doing this if the only person that listened was evan's mom but uh, but you guys the are fact here that people listen is still one of the most wonderful little surprises of our life we we never take it for granted we appreciate you oh. very much and appreciate the other people in your life go yes. tell them something nice 
text somebody that you appreciate them. Do that. There's a little homework for you. Get that and go watch some Owen Hart matches because he's coming in hot next week. Two-parter for our boy Owen Hart. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. See you then. Uh, reach for the sky, boy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.